0: Welcome to Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association, brought to you by Leadership Books. I am Kenneth Kinney, but friends call me Shark, and like you, I'm a professional speaker, and I love listening to Speakernomics. It's the professional speaker show that will help you thrive and grow a speaking business so you, too, can change the world one keynote, one session, one workshop, one speech at a time. And on today's episode, we're going to talk to the legendary DC, the brain supreme, Glenn, who is one of the rap duo, tag team, and Made Famous, the hit song, Womp There It Is, which reached number one on the Billboard Hot R&B chart and number two on the Hot 100 chart in 1993. He's reached multi-platinum status and broke record for the number of consecutive weeks in the top ten. You've heard him in so many. I just saw the song the other night on America's Got Talent. And guess what? He's a professional speaker, too, and a member of the National Speakers Association. DC Glenn, welcome to Speakernomics. How are you today? I am very well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I I researched this podcast, though, by listening to that song about 75 (laughs) more times. So, I'm probably up to about 575 now. So, speakers, not all my speaking friends, you may have developed a well-known story and maybe some brand recognition like our guest today. So, if you don't have a hit record and need to set yourself up for the success where people can find you, then how do you go about doing it? And before we jump in, make sure to go to Speakernomics.com. That's where you can find the tips, insight, and knowledge to help you become a better speaker, build a better business, and get paid to speak. D.C. Glenn, let me ask you, how do you open your story? You have such a diverse, rich story with being a hip-hop legend and really taking that story and talking to meeting planners and event planners and people and trying to bridge that into... I think a keynote speech is fascinating. So how do you take that story and re-engineer it to entertain audiences?
1: Well, it's still a work in process, but... (laughs) Aren't we all? You know, I kind of explain it with a DJ metaphor because I've been a DJ all my life, right? And I've DJed at the biggest clubs in the country, biggest clubs in the Southeast, and I'm based in Atlanta. So for me speaking is like DJing. You know, back in the day, I'd bring in three crates of records and then I would get to work. But I'm not going to DJ every night the same way. So what happens is I kind of have to know what my crowd is. I kind of have to know what people want, right? And, you know, when I used to DJ, it might be 3,500 at one club, but then 300 at another club. So I'm going to use those records differently depending on what the club is for maximum energy and maximum effect. So that's basically how I do my public speaking is that everything that I am and my whole being is a crate of records. And I can tell you the same story a thousand different ways. So I tell my story and in my story, There are tons of roadblocks. There are tons of triumphs. There are tons of life because all those things that happen to you in life are baked in the cake. But how do you combat them? How do you overcome them? Right. And with me telling my story, I don't tell just the good parts. I tell the worst of the worst because everybody goes through that. Right. Everybody goes through legal battles. Everybody goes through this didn't work. Everybody goes through these things. And how do you develop the mindset to withstand all of that, that life throws at you? Because that's going to happen whether you want it to or not. I can't control what that's going to do to me, but I can control what I do. Right. And I choose to keep learning. I choose to find the positive in the negative. I choose to do everything differently than everybody else because there is always a way. Like like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. And I just take it, I'm like, hustle, find a way. So I just hustle, work hard, and good things happen to me. But you gotta stay out of your emotions. And there can't be a quit pro quo, right? And you don't do things expecting things to happen. I do stuff that I prepare for. And if I prepare for it, then I plant the seed. But I'm not dwelling if that seed grows or not. I plant that seed and keep it moving because you don't know how fast that seed is going to grow. But I know I'm prepared for that seed to become a redwood, and then I deal with it when it comes because I prepare for that to happen. But I don't expect for it to happen. And when you do that, your mind is freed up to truly be ambidextrous in life and be able to dabble in different things. And then all of a sudden, all those things that you dabbled in become one, right? And then that's what makes you so formidable. So for me, I've made a 30-year career off of one song. And it's because of the way I think, and it's because of all the tactics that I've used. And usually when I talk, I'll do this for 15 minutes, tell my story, and then I'll let people ask questions because everybody want to know about Wump, there it is. So as I'm telling the story of Womb There It Is, I'm telling the st- saga, or they'll say, Well, what made you want to rap? Or what did you know? People ask different questions because everybody's intrigued that I'm I'm even standing on the stage at first, right? Or if I'm they're even talking to me because Womb There It is is kind of the soundtrack of people's lives because of everything that I've been able to accomplish in my career. So there's just natural curiosity on how I do it. Right? So whatever questions people have and whatever conflict they have and the things that they're going through i've got a very good answer for it and if i don't know i'll tell them i don't know too much about that but we can learn together let me do some research and i'll get back to you because i love to learn right so that's kind of how i do my speaking and like i said it is a work in progress and i've got the good folks at nsa helping me trying to fine-tune it you know i've got incredible mentors dr willie jolly I've got Dr. Bill Cates. I've got people from various chapters around the country. I've got Miss Maureen, who is, is my ace. She's the one that brought me into the game and has held my hand the whole way. So being a part of NSA and meeting all these good people and everybody wanting to help each other, I naturally fit in because I give what I want first. And that's why anytime I'm in a mastermind, anytime I'm doing anything with NSA people, I'm offering value because I can help them with the things that they might be at a deficit at or the ways that they're leaving money on the table. And there's always ways in our business that we can be more efficient and we can be better. So that's what I try to help people with. I think what we need to do though, is to get you, I've heard Dr. Jolly
0: sing a couple times now, phenomenal. If we could just get you and him and Bill Cates and Maureen to sing in a group at an influence or thrive, I would pay to see that. Do you ever think though, in all seriousness, that having that story, you know, so many speakers try to achieve the fame and notoriety that you've gotten 30 years ago and you've been brilliant at, at building upon it, but does it ever box you in where you have to Unexplained their conception of what womb there it is is as opposed to a keynote that can help people. I know it's a nice bridge, but do, do people gravitate so much towards this, you know, very famous song that it becomes kind of hindrance ever?
1: It doesn't matter because if they do harp on womb there it is, I'm not sitting there talking about womb there it is the whole time. I'm parlaying into all the ways I can help you. Yeah, right. And if they're they want to know about other stuff, then I have the knowledge and the intellect to be able to talk to people and show them another way of doing things that they might not have thought of. And that's the value that you're supposed to bring to people. Showing them something different that nobody else has done. Love it. Right. And, and testing it and being honest about it. Hey, I'm testing this right now. I'll let you know if it works. Right. Cause most, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people dwell on wanting to be right. I could care less about being right You know what I'm saying? I want to be accurate. I want to be effective, efficient, all those things. But being right is an emotional term to me. I would rather be wrong because being wrong is the path to being right. It's how you see things. It's how you react to things. It's how you, you know, one of my main things is I find the positive in the negative. If somebody's saying, D.C., you know, your speech is this, this, that, that, and that. Well, I can get emotional and be like, well, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Sure. I could say, what if what they were saying is accurate? What would you do about it? Now it puts it back on me. I've taken all the emotion out of it. What would I do? How would I get better? What if he's right? Which he ain't. I know he's not. But what if he is? What would you do? And what people don't realize when you do that, you have just created another tool to put in your toolbox of life right? And I've got so many tools and I've done that so much. I have pretty much a Ace Hardware store. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? So any situation that I come upon, that might not be the situation now, but because I chose to think about it in a certain way, when that situation comes upon me, now I know how to react in a way that is productive and I get more out of it and I learn from it and I get create a new tactic and a new way of thinking that's custom to me. That I can teach everybody where they might be able to implement it in their lives and be better. It's all about getting better, man. Well, another question I wanted to ask as
0: well is one of the things I think that's obviously super cool about this is this was a song that came out 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that I just saw it on America's Got Talent within a few few nights ago where they wove it in and it's got such a cross-generational appeal. When I knew we were going to schedule this interview and got it scheduled, I had asked a couple of friends of mine that were much younger, and they all knew the song. And I love that, being able to to bridge there So, is there anything that you've learned along the way for people that don't have a – there it is – but how you bridge your content to make it relative to audiences across the spectrum of ages?
1: So, for me, I came into the digital marketing game, like, how do I – Question you just get asked: How do I create relevance? How do I get more? How do I do this thing? And the way society has us now, everybody is me, 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 me. Everybody is I need to do this. How come I want to do social media? I want to do this. I want to do that. I need people. It, it becomes emotional, and it becomes about attention. And I don't want attention. I want leads. I want clients. So. I've come up with ways to get in front of the people who can pay me because that's my phrase that pays. All I care about is getting in front of the people who can pay me because I don't need hundred thousand people to like me. I just need a hundred people to pay me. And that's where you break it down and you twist your brain to think backwards. And that's where search engine optimization comes in. That's where digital marketing comes in. But you have to think backwards because you got to be strategic why am I trying to carpet bomb society and say, look at me, like what I'm doing, when there are thousands of people typing in every day, how can I find DC? How can I find this person to speak at this place? How can I find this person to speak at this place? Where can I find a good keynote? Right? There are people who are typing that in to Google every single day. If it's a thousand and when they type that in and you're the first face they see, you got a shot. Right now, it's up to your marketing and up to your hard work and up to your hustle and up to your you know negotiating tactics and up to your your business, how it's set up. But you got to get in front of the people who even give you a shot. So I've got so many tactics, so many easy things that you can do to do that. Let's jump into that. Right. One of the things we talked about before is,
0: you know, our love of digital marketing and mm-hmm. What are the things that you see that speakers need to do more often that they're missing and leaving stuff out on the table? Because especially with SEO, you've been planting a lot of seeds, if you will, throughout the career. And I wish everybody would do this more often because I was enamored by everything you were talking about. So opine to us what it is that a lot of these speakers need to do. I mean, where do I even start? Yeah, right? like, make this a four hour show. So.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause there's so many things like, okay, so. Maybe what's the most important thing?
0: Hey, Jay Fazet here from Mastermind to Millions Live. And I am incredibly excited to speak at Thrive in March. And I want to invite you to attend my session where I'm going to teach you how to position, launch and lead your own mastermind and add six figures to your bottom line. If you want to find out more, visit mastermindtomillions.live. That's mastermind t o millions.live. We will see you at Thrive in March. Oh,
1: you're Maybe what's the most important thing? There is no most important thing. They're all relevant. It depends on what you're trying to do, right? I'm an actor. So I started acting in 2017, but I've been doing voiceover since 2000. I've been doing voiceover my whole career because I was doing promos for clubs and radio spots, and, you know, but that was the DJ voice, not the voiceover this week on NBC. That wasn't that voice. Right. I had to develop that voice and get trained for that voice, but it was hard. But when I started acting, those two things are similar. Therefore, voiceover became easy. And because of voiceover, acting became a little bit, my it it accelerated my acting prowess a little bit more. Plus, I go hard. Right. But one of the things in acting, I was like, well, let me figure out the hierarchy. Let me reverse engineer what these people do. So how do I get an audition? Well, I asked this agency, because you know they do workshops and stuff, and I was like, how, what's the hierarchy from the top to the bottom? Say so first, a movie gets greenlit, then you got the producer, the producer has to go find a the director, then the producer finds the director, then the producer and the director find the casting agent. The casting agent, therefore, puts out to all the agencies, these are the roles we need to fill, And then the agency send back pictures of the people that they think might be right. Then the casting directors look at all the pictures and say, hey, I want to let them audition, them audition, them audition. And then you get to audition. And now it's not up to you anymore. It's up to what you have to do the best you can. And it's a numbers game. What I would do is anybody audition for any coach that I had, anybody I dealt with in acting in the city of Atlanta, because Atlanta like the new Hollywood. I left a optimized Google review of how fun it was to audition for these people or how, what this class did for me. And if you optimize that picture, I could tell you people still call me today asking me what coach is good in Atlanta because they saw my picture at the top of Google on Google reviews. Because you can optimize your Google review to stay on the top of anybody's cert or anybody's Google reviews forever because nobody thinks about optimizing their google reviews. That's one. But that's for acting. That's a whole different thing. But also, everybody that speaks either has a course or they have they write a book, even if they have an ebook. But what I find is that they leave a lot of money on the table not filling out their Amazon profile the correct way. Their Amazon author profile the correct way. And you build your Amazon profile, not to say, Hey, this is me. I did this and I'm this and that and that and that you are filling out that Amazon profile. So Google knows where to place you and how to disambiguate you from everyone else. So when I'm looking for a certain person, you see me not, you know, because it might be a, a, a different Tony Scott, There might be an actor, Tony Scott. There might be a lawyer, Tony Scott. But how do you disambiguate yourself from them? That's what I had to do with tag team. Seven years ago, you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. You type in tag team today, it is me. That's what you have to do, right? There are so many different tactics that you can use. And then SEO, plain optimization of your website. So this is my new one because... When I go to meetings, when I meet NSA people, when I, I, I'm a part of 30 different organizations, not just, in, but all from everything. When I want to learn something, I join an organization because they're filled with people who love their profession. They've been doing it 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they can't wait to regurgitate everything and why they're so good and why they're this and why they're that. What they And, and they, give it, they give you the game because we're in organizations to support each other and to help each other. So it's not a big thing as it would be if it was anywhere else in any part of society, right? So I am going to NSA members saying, you're on page, you're leaving money on the table because your H tags aren't together. All H tags are as an outline of what you want Google to recognize you as. So would you go into a keynote without having an outline? You might not have no slides, but you're definitely going to have an outline. Would you go into... What your whole thing is, you develop your speaking abilities with outlines so when you talk to people, you're on track to teach them and give them the maximum that they need from you so they can get it, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or hour, right? So why are you putting together outlines for your speaking events that you can't figure out why you can't speak in front of the whole world when... Your website is not optimized and nobody sees you. You are in the air. It's pretty, it's beautiful, it tells everything about you. But, you know, you got a Ferrari with a Honda engine. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't work, right? And when you when I teach people how to fit to, to simplest keyword research, and it's called topical relevance, where everything that you talk about is relevant to what you want. Why would you not? want to be on the first page of keynote speakers if you want to be a keynote speaker. Why would you not want to be on the first page of HR consultant if you are an HR consultant and that's what you speak on, right? That is where people are leaving money on the table. Now, let me say this because this is the truth. There is nothing wrong with hustle good word of mouth, and the tried and true principles of marketing. But we are in a new age. We are in the digital age. And it ain't for everybody. But for me, I vowed that I would never let life pass me by. So anything that news come out, my thirst for learning is brand new. If I had applied myself like this when I was back in high school and college, I would not have been D.C., the Brain supreme attack tag team. I guarantee you because I was DJing until the break of dawn, not doing my homework. I got through, but I, Hey, I was a DJ, but that experience back then catapulted me into doing this. But now in my later years, I am so such a sponge for everything. And I want to learn how to break it down and find a new way. So it's custom that it benefits me. And when I prove that, I could teach the world and now I've helped somebody else maybe become a little bit better than they were yesterday. That's all I can do as a man is try to be better than the man I was yesterday. And that is always what I'm working toward.
0: Perfect. Well, I want to ask you a question from a previous guest. This one comes from Dr. Nadia Zizimbaeva. What are you doing to make your speaking business more resilient and more disruption proof in a perpetually
1: disruptive world? Be just as disruptive. What does disruptive mean? Disruptive is another word for change. So you can't stay the same your whole life. You don't do the same things as you were when you were 20. Now that you're 50, disruption means change. And you got to change. You got to learn some things. You got to come up with new things, right? I have a theory I'm trying to prove, I'm, but I'm writing my first book. Like I would build a website because because I know SEO, I can make a book work like a website. So if I build this website and I'm getting 20,000 searches a month because I've optimized it correctly, well, if I do that for a book, And I get 20,000 searches a month because I've strategically placed each chapter as a category and a subcategory, made everything topically relevant. Now I do blog posts about every chapter of my book, every subchapter, every title, everything, and take just a picture of it and then optimize the crap out of it. Now I don't need anybody to help me sell my book because I've just gotten in front of the people who get to get questions answered through my book. Now I lead them to me. And then we get to the next part where you start building your sales funnels and all those things, that nature, email lists and all that, to where now you can 10 exit in a way that nobody has even thought of. Everybody tell me, nah, you can't do that. You need a publisher. You need this. You need that. like, probably so. But you're not going to tell me that I can't do something when I know SEO. You can't tell me. I know how to get in front of the people who can pay me because I'm a hustler. I've always been a hustler. So that is how I do things. And that one example, I have 30 of those examples of how I do things. That's why I'm effective at what I do.
0: What is a question that you would like to ask a future guest on this show?
1: Hmm. I would like to know how would you get in front of bureaus And speaking agents? Or do you even need to get in front of bureaus and speaking agents? Right? What is the path? What is the hierarchy? How does it work? That's a that's a tough one. But if you interview somebody who knows that, that could help me out a lot. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Well, let's do a quick recap on DC Lynn's advice. One, never forget that your story is a work in process. Find out what people want and help them show the right story and the right record, if you will, to that audience with the good parts and the bad. Number two, to appeal to all generations, don't make it me, me, me and be thirsty for attention. As a speaker, I love this. See, focus on the audience that pays you and not just on the vanity number of follows that too many chase. Three, there are so many things you should focus on, especially in your digital marketing to lay out your digital blueprint, but regardless of the direction, do the hard work and optimize. Places even like optimizing Google reviews, you know, we didn't even get to talk about Pinterest, place that you don't even think of where you can optimize more and more and more. Optimize those breadcrumbs and remember your sitemaps. They simply, like everything else we do in our speaking business, they make you easier to find. DC Glenn, it's been such an honor to talk to you. Any closing thoughts before we get out of here and say, whoop, there it was.
1: <laughs> Not. I'm just grateful to be in, you know, the National Speakers Association. And you will be seeing me at a chapter near you because I plan to go on to every single chapter and spread my energy, spread my knowledge, and gain some knowledge from the people who make this organization one of the greatest organizations in the world. Fantastic. Friends, make sure to join us at Speakernomics.com and let your
0: voice be heard. Thank you to Leadership Books for sponsoring this episode of Speakernomics. I am Kenneth Sharp-Kenny, your host of the National Speakers Association's podcast, Speakernomics. And this has been another fantastic episode of the Speakernomics Show. To everyone listening, thank you for the privilege of your time. And remember, Speakernomics is a podcast where you'll learn to speak, get paid, repeat. repeat.